Good morning, Guardians. Welcome to Erico Blueberry. It's an unassuming destiny podcast. My name is Chilibin. Uh, this is DJ Mechstar. Yes, excellent. I like that. It Makes me think like, of, uh, you ever play like SSX and DJ Atomica? Yeah. It reminds me of like old GTA game radios, but then also just like. That was just Laszlo. Yeah. But also like you hear about all those nutcase like Midwest radio stations. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, there's like for some reason one very specific like piece of I think GTA 2 radio that has forever been stuck in my head which is just this guy going like and like I don't know where that comes from <laughs> in any of the broadcasts but I know that he repeats Ba-dum-ba-dum-ba. and it's just like well I don't know why that's in my head but it is forever GTA <laughs> 2 or Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> yeah right, that, that'd be a weird game to play anyway um it is for us a Saturday morning. We're recording very much off of our schedule. It's coming out at the same time, so it's fine for you watching this, I guess. But I've I've dressed appropriately for breakfast time. Breakfast. Um, <laughs> I've I've had instead of my uh, customary beer, I've had now two cups of coffee this morning. Um, I'm hopped up. You've got you've got your monster juice. Um, I got my emo mo- juice. Monster juice is a troubling phrase. Um, we're here to talk about a video game known as Destiny Two. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Um, so before before we get to that, right after to the day after we recorded our last episode, I was going to Knotfest, right? Slipknot's big music festival. Had a sick time. Music didn't stop for about 11 hours because the side-by-side stage situation, fucking excellent. Um, the one thing I did see while, you know, entering into the into the showgrounds was um, there was someone in line wearing a vault of glass raid jacket. Now, for, for those of you that maybe haven't bought a raid jacket, um, for those of us in Australia, they cost what? Two to three hundred bucks. Yeah, two to three hundred dollars local currency. By the time you factor in currency conversion and shipping costs, this idiot wore it to like one of the most insane metal festivals I've ever been to. Like the foot, like had the customization with the name tag on it. The whole, the whole joint. It's just like I would, you would not catch me dead wearing a raid jacket to any kind of show like that. It was insane. Didn't see the guy again. Only saw him on the way in. I was like, I want to follow him around and see how much his jacket gets torn to pieces. Probably prepped for the rain, considering Sydney got rained on pretty hard. We didn't have any. Ours was actually like just overcast all day, very low UV index as a result. So like not too much sun damage risk there. Got like a very small bit of like very light rain. It was like 10 minutes. And then late afternoon sun came in straight at Trivium in the face while they were on stage. Uh, it, was, it was actually, like, incredibly sick. We got the opposite. We got no clouds, high humidity, high oh, UV. Yeah. Brisbane. So 
There are some very pink people looking around on the Monday. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You like, could tell who went to Knotfest because they were in the black shirt, yeah. but their face and the back of their neck was fucking burnt. Yeah, yeah. Like we still had, I think, a UV index of about six for most of the day. So that's enough to get burned if you don't like cover your shoulders and put some sunblock on at some point. Um, I just, you know, black T-shirt, bit of sunblock on the arms and the neck and everything, and then I was fine. Um, but yeah, there were a couple of people walking around who had like maybe tank tops or something on, had not applied shit up here and it was just red, but not that like, not that you've just been in direct extreme sunlight red. It was like, oh yeah, you're a little burned. It's like, have you ever had that festival experience where you see the dude in the tank top and you see him intermittently through the day Oh yeah, and just as you see him, his shoulders and the back of his neck get redder and redder. I've yeah. I've been that person who I've like walked up and been like, hey, I've seen you three times now and you're very red. Do you want some sunscreen? Yeah, we we um maybe about halfway through the day we were like, okay, this right here is going to be our spot for the rest of the show because we can see we can we're basically straight in front of the stage where Slipknot is going to finish the show. We've got good view of the screen so we can see what's happening on the other one that is blocked by the sound tent. Um, and we're just going to camp here. So what that means is like you kind of are seeing the same people for about three to four hours, um, just watching their condition deteriorate in some cases um, as they get further boozed and or other stuff. Hydrated. Yeah. Um, just just a wild time, but very good. And yeah, shout out to good. that man's raid jacket. I don't. Yeah. I don't trust it. <laughs> I was good this year. Everyone I wanted to see at NotFest played slideshows in Brisbane, so I yeah. just did those instead. Yeah. Kind of sad I missed NotFest, but, like, I would have left before Trivium and Parkway and everything because they're just not my jam. So yeah. I was like, you know what, I'll just go see all the bands that are playing slideshows. Yeah. Whereas for me, it was like, fuck, haven't seen Slipknot live. This would be a pretty good way to do that. Um, yeah. Plus it was my first chance of seeing Spirit Box live, and that was fucking incredible. She's amazing. Yes. Um, all right, that raid jacket Ultra personality over. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a destiny and metal podcast at this point. Actually, though, um, <laughs> there was one thing that I saw when I logged in. I don't know if this, this was definitely after we recorded last week. Yes, it showed um, up the day after. Character select screen, banner, uh, little Lance Reddick memorial shout out. You know, it's got date of birth, date, well, year of birth, year of death, and some words. I, I imagine there'll be more than that at some point. There was a shout-out, I think, in the TWAB uh, as well towards him. Um, but that kind of got me a little bit of, like, the first actual in-game change as a result of his passing. The other thing that kind of destroyed me was seeing John Wick 4 last night. Mm. Um, there are some... I mean, just seeing him for one thing was was kind of tough, but there's some early things that happened with his character in that movie, and I was like, damn, I didn't need to see this right now. <laughs> I, so, while you're not, well, no, so you're not first was on Friday, yeah. and then Saturday was Sydney, and then, yeah, so the Saturday night, I went and saw, um, John Wick with a bunch of people who had come in town with Knotfest. Um, 
and I was already a few beers deep by the time our session because we went gold class and then we were like, let's go late night gold class so we can go out and like have dinner and drinks and then go to the the theatre near us. So by the time John Wick had started, I was three pints in, I think, at that point. And we just all ordered the Toblerone cocktails. So when he came on screen, I was like, oh, woo. The boy's like, you good? I'm like, no. This is just how this is going to be. And they reckon every time he came on screen, I was like, oh. Like I made like a oh noise. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we get to fucking this week's story content. Um, which. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like the Amanda holiday memorial tour in a sense. Um, actually talking to Zavala and hearing him talk about her. And like some very somber and sad tones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was another, another like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, I can't, I can't, like, there wasn't much to the actual, like, mission side of things. It was mostly just a vehicle for Zavala to deliver his sadness unto us. Um, it was, it was, it was like, like, like a, um, I guess, I guess like, like a little footnote, but you know, know what I mean? Like, it was very, very much the closing, closing like your chapter yeah, of this season. Yeah. It was very, it was very, very much a. So, so yeah, yeah, everyone is gone. gone. Um, here's home and memorial, don't hold your breath kind of moment. Yeah. Um, but then also dealing a lot with, you know, it, it, it was kind of like an extension of what. For me, it was an extension of what Mara was saying. That it's like the handoff of being technically immortal and living for a really long time is that like, what's that expression? Death is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. It's like, but for them, they have to sit there and watch everyone they love around them die. Yeah. And like him talking about like how it doesn't get easier. Um, he's just a lot more empathetic than Mara. So Mara's was very like poignant and dignant and like flowery kind of metaphor because that's how she talks. Yeah. But like his was very much just very raw human. Just talking about like how it, it was almost like he, he was saying like he can't keep doing this. Like he mentioned his wife, he mentioned his son, mm. like, he mentioned Cade, and it was almost like the tone of it was very much like I can't keep doing this kind of energy. Like I'm, I'm getting tired of watching people die. Like, yeah. And then he just teleports out. I'm like, okay, bye, see you, homie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that's always a hard thing. Like they don't get the like the kind of gravity of a sad walk off. They're just like, zip, just gone. Yeah. And like even he, he, at a funeral, if if they just I don't know if they like slowed down that that animation or like added a little extra something to it, it might have had more or weight like, to it. Let him walk off a little bit before like, he teleported. And I think we've seen this with a few characters where like as they're walking away, they do the transmat disappear trick. It just felt jarring. <laughs> It'd be like, like if I was just sitting here and then I just faded out and didn't move. <laughs> the gif of the dude going. 
<laughs> it, disappearing. It was exactly that. that. that like, energy. <laughs> See you later. Uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> away he goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that line that Mara's kind of talking, walking about, like, immortal beings having to deal with mortal friends dying, it's I've only just, like, drawn this parallel, but it's in Lord of the Rings where Arwen and uh, Aragorn, you know, Arwen being an elf can't die and like falling in love with this mortal man. And then like having that conversation of like, you can choose to like have this relationship, but he will die and you won't. And you, you have to figure out how to deal with that or give up immortality. Well, it's, it's a conversation you see a lot of in vampire media too. Mm. Um, where they're just like, you know, it's, it's there's a lot of like undertones of like death is part of humanity hmm. like death is the great equalizer so what does the human mind do when you take that out of the equation for them yeah and i think that's why you see a lot of you know it, it, it's a little bit like played up i think for campy effect in vampire media but yeah. a lot of it is like you become kind of aloof and like disconnected and um detached from like a lot of daily strife because you're just like who gives a fuck i won't die why do i need to care yeah. about anything you just kind of like I think, oh, haha, i'm just gonna like woo. drift through life and it'll be fine yeah and and i think too there's a lot of like the undertone of especially with characters like crow yeah but crow um zavala and stuff like that where there is that energy of we didn't fucking choose this yeah this was forced upon us this this fate well that, that's the other and part of that's the other thing that's part of that is the, watching everyone we love die like yeah that's the other thing that's interesting with the guardians is is this whole it's it's not like vampires for example where like you are mortal and then you become immortal guardians are basically born as an immortal being they have no yeah. knowledge of their previous mortal self that died they are just inhabiting that body as an immortal being from the beginning so they don't I, don't, I don't know if the, like, that same detached and aloofness is going to come into it because they're just like, well, this is just how I am. And, like, yeah, there's still those those differences with mortals around you, but yeah. feeling that within yourself, I think, is not as strong. Yeah, and just being like, I didn't fucking choose this. But then also there's, like, in some of the law books and stuff um, in recent years, there is a lot of, like, people starting to have this conversation of like who the fuck is the traveler to decide who mm. gets to be a guardian who doesn't yeah yeah like why is it not everyone why the fuck is the traveler so picky about who who it makes a guardian yeah and I, and i think at the moment in the story i think we've been in a period for a while where the traveler can't actually give the light to anyone i.e create new guardians new light bearers um I think that's the case. Or it just hasn't. Yeah, I, th- I think there was something to do with, like, because the witness ships are here, well, the, the darkness is here, or, like, because of what it did in the Lightfall campaign, it's now just, like, out of commission, or because this giant fucking triangle's cut in its face, like, it's kind of rendered inert, I'm not sure, but I feel like I remember that being mentioned somewhere recently in in the game. It just raises the stakes a little bit. It's like, okay, so what's stopping 
uh, the enemy from picking off Guardians ghosts and then just. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's and like been our, shown a few ways that ghosts can be killed. And our Guardian was willing to pop their ghost at the end of the campaign. Yeah, so. well, that was also like the highest of stakes. Yeah, and they, but you know what I mean? They like, waited it was just, just like, too long. It was like one of those things where it's like, well, you know, realistically, what's stopping the witness from charcuterie boarding people's ghosts? Yeah, the, I mean, the feeling I have is like the witness has bigger things that it yeah. has been chasing. <laughs> the big triangle. Yeah, or wherever that has led it. Um, yeah. I've been diving into some lore videos recently and I'm starting to starting to formulate some theories of my own. They're not anything I want to talk about yet because they're so fucking speculative. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically what we do as guardians. It feels like it's God killing is the is the job here for the witness or something to that effect or something bigger. Um, but not just like, I'm going to kill a hive god. It's like, no, I'm going to kill the idea of space and time or whatever the fuck it is. Like something crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how we deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill the concept of torment and pain. Ooh. But then you won't, you won't learn to appreciate good things if there's no bad things. That's fine. I got a chronic illness. I'm sick of pain. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Okay, deal. <laughs> you can out. have it. <laughs> By Nazarek. <laughs> god of feeling just pretty good. <laughs> the god of uh, sore tummies. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Nazarek works as a tormentor. God <laughs> he of gives you just tummies. a little bit of a sore tummy. <laughs> God of having a tickle in your throat. The God of wind pain. <laughs> the God of sniffles. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> God of the start of a headache where you sit there like, should I take Panadol or shouldn't I? Good. You know, the very edge yeah. of a headache. God of really needing to fart but being in a crowded elevator. <laughs> God of you've been sitting in your gamer chair for too long and your upper back is absolutely killing you. Uh, I feel like we can do this all day. God of pins and needles. God of that beer just isn't sitting quite right. God of reflux. <laughs> oh. No, that's bad. Okay. Bungie, call me for the next rate boss. God of gluten intolerance. My little lactose guardians go out into the world. (laughs) The lactose tormentors. (laughs) It is just like a loaf of bread with arms and legs, just like walking through on all fours. It's like a fucking wiggler. It's ability. Guardians are just doubled over in pain. Just like. Mm. (laughs) Fuck. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, bread. Caffeinated, e- caffeinated ECB off the hinges again. Yes. Era coffee blueberry. No, it's nothing. Um, Extremely caffeinated blueberries. 
So what else happened in the game this week? Not heaps, um, I think, right? Like the fixed caliber stuff's all wrapped up. Um, yeah, actually, do you know prison break? Yeah, that was the. And then the you go and chat story. to Debbie. And then, oh, Devrin said some really sweet things about like he woke up and just didn't want to continue. Yeah. He very much woke up. Yeah, just he like, woke up, said that, and then was like, oh, and then I saw some cabal drop in. So I was like, well, back to work. <laughs> like, yeah, just like waking up and being like, what the fuck is this the fucking point? Like our friends are dying. And then he remembered, oh, murder is the point. Yeah. Oh, I'm off. And he's like, oh, and then I saw a cabal prison ship and thought, well. That'll do. I just imagine him like with his tea and he looks up and he's like, well. He picks his gun up. Just slams the last of it, burns his throat, and then just heads out. Gives Mark a little kiss on the forehead yes. on the way out. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I I kind of finished off, uh, I think, the end of last week, um, was the Vex Caliber quest line, but also going through and picking up all the secrets, which shows you some very tasty stuff inside that mission. And is kind of annoying to get to. Um, how much do you want me to spoil it for you? Well, go for it. I, think, I, I intend like to a, do it. Recent, I just need to find yeah, I think a recent homies to run it all with. Showed it too, but yeah. the entire like our interactions with the the Vex network throughout Lightfall have been talking about the Vex trying to create a copy of the Veil and sort of saying that like the heart of the Black Garden was similar to that um and then throughout the vex caliber quest you're kind of like in and out of the vex network and you you get access with the vex caliber to like go through barriers and activate all these things and there's like seven secrets throughout the mission one of them you have to do after fighting after doing the final boss fight and you've got like the classic like here's a 500 second countdown before the mission ends that's when you have to do it um so it's a lot of like climbing under the map in really weird ways and then you open a portal and then it takes you into some other part of the Vex network and then you see this giant like replication of the veil as as we've seen in like the concept art that's been around Twitter right of the like side view of the whole thing with like the tendrils sticking out one end and there's like some very interesting voiceover stuff that happens with it but um Kind of also saying that, like, holy shit, did Ashamir just, like, in his head manage to do all of this? Like, how does one man have a brain so big, essentially? Um, I, it's I'm very super, cool. Yeah, I'm super into Ashamir lore. Like, when I first came across his, his story, I found him really interesting. I'm not quite sure why of all the side, like, he's side a, He's a little weirdo and he's smart as fuck. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where I described him once as the little warlock that could. Yeah. Like not not a lot of people had faith in him as like a warlock or a guardian. And I'm like, <laughs> me. Yeah. Um and he was like, so fuck yes. I'm gonna go do my own shit. Um, and then yeah, obviously all the stuff with the Vex network. And it was just one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, if you're mentor and master was Ikora Ray, you're gonna feel a little bit inadequate, yeah. huh? Give yourself <laughs> a robot bitch do be powerful. <laughs> um and then he was just like, well, I'm not like a super great warlock, but I'm also crazy smart and I know 
a lot about the Vex. So, yeah. like, I'm going to do what I can there rather than being just a shitty little warlock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I really like that lore about him. Just like, well, fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> time to become Vex. Yes, time to go inside <laughs> the network and live there forever. Um, but, yeah, it's the it was kind of towards the end of the Lightfall campaign or some post-campaign stuff where they're like, okay, we know fuck all about the veil, but we know that the Vex had a copy and that's how we're going to learn about it is like looking at their blueprints and trying to like reverse engineer it essentially. Um, this kind of like hidden secret part of this mission feels to me like a bit of an inflection point in that storyline continuing of like, okay, we've now found where some of the stuff is in the Vex network. Maybe that's next season. We're starting to dig into that some more. Um also next season being season of the deep um the kind of working theory in my brain like referencing back to that old there was a thing earlier in the season where it said like enemy of the witnesses on titan titan having all the water maybe we're going under the water trying to find a leviathan or something there's something there i feel like when we're talking about we season will of, find a worm season of the deep um also voice from the deep i think has had some mentions in the last couple of weeks um so some weird shit coming up i feel like the guardian's about to get their own fucking worm that would be a bad idea uh but anything's on the table at this like point the worm gods we're about to go yeah. I mean, I don't think many of them are left. Right? Yeah, but the deep lore and, like, all of that kind of lore is usually that terminology and voices and stuff like that is associated with a worm god. Well, yeah, a leviathan. Like a yeah. worm god. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, leviathans are, like, pre-hive. Yeah, they're the things so that tempted like, the hive to come down in, and become the well. What what were they yeah. called before? Um, oh yeah, fuck the krill. The krill, yeah. So yeah. the the, the leviathans. <laughs> yeah, I know. My brain yeah. was like, no, the krill. Yeah, the krill are what <laughs> like on fundament tempted the hive to come down below and be transformed into into the hive. Uh, I think I'm remembering that right. Uh, get yeah. in the comments if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, so the, the Leviathans are like hive adjacent, but not of the hive. We've, we've defeated yeah. a bunch of like hive worms. Um, you know, the worms that are like paired with, you know, the, like Savathun has her worm. Uh, Oryx had his, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, Got to feed the worm, yeah. baby. Yeah. I just, I was thinking about it because I was like, yeah, all that terminology is usually associated with them. Mm. And then on top of that, too, it was like, well, we learned through Savathun that it's not entirely impossible for the hive or the worms slash leviathans, worm gods, to rebel against the darkness or rebel against mm. the witness because Savathun's worms seemed to be very complacent in what Savathun was doing mm. slash helping her. So it's not, for me, mentally, in the way I interpret the law, I don't think it's entirely outside the realms of possibility for that to be what's waiting for us. Or even the next evolution of the Guardians. I mean, if the hive went, the crew went to the deep and became the hive. Yeah, okay. Next evolution kind of, of power, the Guardians is an interesting... What kind of power yeah. could the 
could the worm god bestow a, upon a guardian? Yeah. They've made gods in the past, so. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Animorphs, slugs in our ears. That's what's going to happen. Time to do a little transforming. Yeah, we're, we're, like we're going to turn into animals and then it's going to become a very different game. <laughs> Beast Wars. <laughs> no, we're just playing Spore. We're going to go find another planet to like Ew. colonize. Street sharks. <laughs> Street sharks. We're all just shark people now. Yeah, actually, that'd be sick as hell. Yeah, it was like I was thinking about it the other day because I've gone through and read a whole bunch of lore again. Um, and then watched a bunch of videos and I was like, hmm. Hmm. Mm. But I love that they've also kind of been hinting at this whole Vex network thing for a while now because that blue-eyed harpy has been in and out of the game for quite a while now. Yeah. So he's always been around just kind of spying, using a harpy of all things. What a guy. But, um... Yeah, he's he's always been around and like he's popped up a few times and just a non-aggressive harpy. Just sitting and, like, there like, hey, what's up? It makes me think how many times I've killed it. <laughs> I don't think you can. I think it's like registered as a um, friendly character and you can't damage it, mm -hmm. right? I'm not quite sure. I haven't dug into yeah. it, but there are, I've been reading some theories online that have just been like, I've seen a blue-eyed harpy quite a lot for the last two years. Right. And I was like, wow. Have you, though? So Bungo has probably... Well, I know for a fact it shows up a f like a handful of times, but more so as like a little Easter egg. Right. Just a blue-eyed harpy just vibing out. It's just like up somewhere you can't get it, just watching. Yeah. <laughs> little drone. It's like, hey, um, I see what you're doing. Don't so don't when the other law <laughs> So when the other law stuff started showing up, I was like, okay. And then it started hard hinting at Ashamir and I was like, my boy! He's back. He's back. My boy. Uh what a guy. Um Just a shitty little warlock. A shitty little warlock with a big old brain. Maybe he'll teach <laughs> us some things. I relate to Ashamir, not in the brain department, just being a really terrible warlock. <laughs> just a not great warlock. Just out here trying your best. <laughs> Getting distracted by shit. Yeah, that's very Ashamir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go in here now. What have you done? You've fully uploaded your consciousness to the Vex network. Oops. I pressed E. I don't know what it does. It said interact. I want to interact. You guys. Nikki, what did you do? I shot the thing. What thing? I don't know, but I shot it. <laughs> that has made it so hard to like solve some of the puzzles in the past of like, I shot this thing. What did it look like? I don't remember. <laughs> there are symbols involved with everything. What did you do? I pressed E. Where did you press E? Uh, in this area somewhere. It popped up, so I pressed it and then I ran away. Actual chaos. Me and Ashamir, homies. <laughs> Useless warlock gang. I had to had to do it to him. Um all right. Another thing that kinda came out. Um I didn't actually look at this. I don't know if you did, but we both went to I post eat. the fucking same link. Um so we had another like behind the scenes kind of post 
like we've had a few of in the last couple of months. Uh, this one about creating the sounds of Lightfall. Um, did you look at this post at all? Yes. Okay, cool. You could talk about it then. <laughs> cool. Uh, Tell me sorry. what I missed. It's an energy drink making its way back up. Um, so, a, another, another article by Hippie. Um, and it goes in depth about the different aspects of the sounds of Destiny, including the music. So it starts with the music of Lightfall documentary again, VDoc again, and then it goes into depth about um, what Lewin, Lewin does as a composer um, and that how like a lot of people until recently thought they were just cramming an orchestra into a room and then recording it as one big track. Um, but what it is, is it's broken down into, as we discussed in past episodes, um, all the instruments are recorded on their own, like, track. Yeah, that, that was what was and in then, the, the VDOC itself. Yeah, right? and then they can fade it in and out as needed. Um, and then also that a lot of the sound effects in-game as well are layered in a similar way. Um, and uh, the way that, like, maybe the sound a harpy makes when you pop it is slightly different contextually depending on what you use, where you are. Right. Like there's different layers to the sound. Um, really interesting. I reckon if, if you're into sound design or even music reading it, it's very interesting. But the one thing that I thought you would find interesting is more towards the end of the, uh, end of the article, mm. which is where they actually go into the voice modulation of the cloud striders. Oh Yes. And the way that they've actually modulated Nimbus's voice to, and now you'll never be able to unhear it because it's happened to me. Uh, Nimbus's voice modulates with the music in the background. Fuck. I thought that was super interesting. I want to go talk to Nimbus now and just catch that. Um, so, for example... Some of the sound effects that they used to create the voice of Nimbus um, was electromagnetic frequency recordings of actual PS5 consoles. <laughs> okay. Uh, disc tray sounds, the sound of the console turning on and off, and the sounds of um, PC fans and stuff like that I... mixed into Nimbus's voice. The, the, my first thought, because... I know how protective some of these companies are is whether or not they had to license Sony to record the sounds of what a PS5 sounds like. <laughs> like, is that something you can copyright? Cause it's just like various mechanical sounds, unless it's like a software sound. But then that they're plays. also using electromagnetic recording yeah. material on top of that too. So they're picking up the electromagnetic yeah. activity within the console. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you could even copyright that cause it's not something you have actually like produced or controlled. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So it was intentional that Nimbus had more modulation on their voice than uh, Rohan, mm -hmm. apparently. Um, and just, well, the way that they did those two modulations are very different. Um, I'm guessing that's that's to like reflect Nimbus having more energy and kind of vibrancy and I within think the also character. Maybe their their identity as well as maybe being younger. Yeah. 
their voice isn't going to be entirely their own because they're not really coming into it at that point. Like, and then also maybe being more in comparison to Rohan, more being towards a traditionally feminine end of the gender scale than Rohan. Mm -hmm. Rohan's more your typical gruff, he, him, grizzled cop that we talk about. He's the grizzled cop, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so apparently Nimbus's voice is layered and com- comprised, comprised, yeah, of 12 different musical keys and one atonal to allow for more harmonization options the Cloud Striders, depending on whether there is music during gameplay or in the background. Right. Um, they need to factor in how Cloud Striders also interact with their world. Um, how do they found, sound far away? Um, how do they sound over the network, like over the ghosts? Um, so obviously their modulation is going to come in differently if they're not in front of you talking the yeah. way they talk over the radio is going to be different. Um, the fact that Nimbus is also more emotive. So like Nimbus's voice is going to be a lot more musical when they're like frothing over Kaido, for example, or like going like when they get excited, those musical notes yeah. tend to fluctuate. Um, and it just reflects them as a person and i thought that was just super really interesting that that much thought went into something like such a small detail that i had fully missed yeah and now that they've pointed it out i've i definitely picked it up more when i was in niamuna last night and then also like had a big appreciation i already do but like a bigger appreciation for not only what bungie's sound crew does but then also nimbus's voice actor yeah like yeah, it's just super interesting. And then you need to take into consideration they've then done that again 12 different times because the game is now in 12 different languages. Yeah, true. So they've had to do that 12 different times. And the context of the notes and the context of the musicality of um, of Nimbus is obviously going to change dependent on the language. Like, obviously... Russian is not as deeply emotive as English or like Spanish or Russian is very monotonal language. And then you have things like Chinese, which is a tonal language. So how do you apply those sounds to something like a tonal language without taking the tonality Mm. out of the language? So I thought that was really interesting. It's definitely a good read. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to, they go back into the strand stuff of how they used like plastic wrap and yeah i've seen some of the clips of them like dragging fingers over that sort of stuff painters tape peeling off like stretched out saran wrap and makes me want to like take this shotgun mic off this arm and just like go and make some weird sounds and just like get it right up in there i watched a video of a playstation foley artist just walking through their their workshop and just like squeezing like putting their hand inside a melon and squeezing it and going that's cool like that's viscera yeah it would be or like a belt against pasta noodles and cracking it and and they're like this is this is the sound we use to make the bone crack in john wick and just yeah it's so it's so weird like watching clips like that hearing them just make that sound in isolation and like getting that feeling of like oh that's that's a rough sound because it's so common 
walking on coal to replicate the sound of walking on snow. Yeah, because walking on snow sounds nothing like that. (laughs) And they did video game Foley as well, and it's like, oh, here's the sound of a wooden door, and it's a dowel in a frame with different ropes, and then they pull the dowel hard against the ropes and twist the dowel, and it goes... Uh, I was like, fuck, that's so cool. Yeah. So... I am really enjoying some of these articles where Bungie gives us a little bit more insight mm. into the process. Yeah. And you can kind of understand the magnitude and scope of what actually goes into all the different nuances when it comes to making a video game. It's great. Yeah. I geek out over that stuff as we've all learned by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. I just did not read this one this week. Um, maybe that's some, some breakfast reading tomorrow for me. We'll see. I just thought it was super interesting because you always talk about the modulation on Nimbus's voice. Yeah, and I, n- I never and like I never paid enough it. attention to it to realize it was mapped to the background music. Ah, uh, good, good shit, good shit. Uh, then the next one's from you, which I definitely didn't didn't go and look at either. Um, some community stuff. Yeah, that I had not even heard about. Yeah, um, I just thought this was super cute because, um, sorry, I'm just bringing the article back up. Um, we, we often like rag on people in the community just being absolute shits. So when a super cute interaction like this shows up, I always try and spotlight that because like sometimes you've got to remember that like a vast majority of this community are just really good people. Mm-hmm. They're great people. Yeah. You know, and just because the loud minority is ruining it for everyone at times, it's like you got to sometimes remind yourself that like this community is millions of people deep Yeah, from different countries, different backgrounds. And a lot of these people are just here to vibe like us. Like they're just here to fucking hang out and play their silly space game. Yeah. Um, so this all started, believe it or not, usually the, the starting point of shitty stories comes from Reddit. This one starts on Reddit, um, and I found a Dexerto article about it, and it was a older woman who used to play Destiny 2 with her son has uh, recently come back to the game due to all the hype, mm-hmm. um, and she just opens it with, hello, uh, old lady says hello. <laughs> That's her post, and it's just, in 2009, I was playing Destiny, tw- 2019, sorry. I was playing Destiny quite a bit. (laughs) I was playing Destiny quite a bit. My father passed away and I lost all interest in the game. Recently, my son convinced me to buy Shadowkeep and see if I could get interested in the game again. Um, $9 investment. It was worth a try. Well, here I am at 69 and I am again addicted to the game. Also, nice age. Nice. Um... There's so much I don't understand about this game, particularly what weapons to keep and how to select my gear, let alone enhance everything. But I'm having a heck of a good time. And I figure watching YouTube and reading things online, I can get information on how to correctly track my guardian. If anyone has any suggestions on how best to learn all the mechanics of the game, I would appreciate it. FYI, my guardian is a hunter um, and just explaining her stats. Um, Her son... Her son spent most of his day getting her through Shadowkeep and she had such a good time that she bought Witch Queen. Yes. Um, Where would I be online? (laughs) 
I don't know if I'll ever get into Lightfall as it may just be too far for me. Meanwhile, I'm having a heck of a good time. Um, and then the comments are just being super sweet, giving her um, new and returning guides, uh, giving her advice, um, forum posts, and then older other gamers have come forward and introduced themselves and said, hey, like, if you ever want to join up, uh, we have like a veteran server, that kind of Hell stuff. Yeah. Uh, people looking to LFG with them and her son. Dude, I would, I would watch a raid team of people about this age, just like, just having a sick chill time, but doing raid stuff. That would be very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, just like. I just thought it was super cute. And then people being like, hey, if you ever want to run the new raids and you can't get a team together, like we're a veteran server or even people just commenting and being like, hey, my parents play Destiny as well. Like we can always like his his discord, like if you Amazing. message me, if you want to run something. Um, and I just thought it was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's super sweet. Just something I wanted to highlight because I think it's adorable. Yeah. It was like uh, the thing I did, like the vigils for Zavala happening in game. The other thing I heard about but didn't see because I'm not actually like on TikTok is apparently people who play other online games, like basically posting memes and shit, but memes, but just like videos from their game of like, Hey, we heard about the loss of your commander. We've got it from here. Just like sh like other game communities showing support to the Destiny community. I was like, it's kind of weird, but like kind of sweet at the same time. Yeah, I'd I'd seen stuff about like the voice actors for uh, Shepard and Ghost from COD being like he was a titan of the voice acting yeah. community. Like, you know, we're we're here for you. You know, Ghost and Shepard are here, like Halo voice actors being like, you know. So, yeah. Um, it's super interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what else is happening in the game at the moment? I still, the, the patch that's going to reset my Gilded Dredgen hasn't hit yet. Um, so I'm still, I still have it. Oops. Um, I might, I might play some gambit this week just to like get to where I need to be to actually earn it properly. Um, but I also, I think this weekend is when I'm going to finally, finally like rearrange this room and change my desktop. So that rules out a lot of this weekend for playing games. If I do that, depending on how quickly I get it done, but like there's a lot of cables to figure out and shit to move in this room that is outside of the shop uh for reasons there's a lot of it there's some right here next to me it's just on the floor i can see the green flashing now yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for anyone listening yeah. my my camera's it's doing it having, again having a mo yeah there's uh any number of reasons that that could be happening um other than that i think that might be it for this week like yeah, it's been well, usual this week. Usual end of season. Very quiet. Just yeah. Doing doing what you can to get your season title or like 
prepare to get another title. Yeah. The, uh, what is it? Guardian Games will be the next event. Yeah, that'll be the next thing. Um, and for, <laughs> what, for me. What gun am I going to hoard this time? There's that, but also for me, um, if I get the title for Guardian Games, I will also earn Reveler because it will be the fourth one since that came out. I think you missed the last one. Maybe it was the Dawning. Yeah, you weren't able to get that. exploded, so I'm not going to get it. I'm That's so right. sad. I want to be a party animal. I mean, you are. We know that. Um, but yeah, so that'll that'll happen. They'll probably start talking about that soon because that'll be three weeks somewhere in the rest of this season. Um, they haven't said anything yet, so it makes me think it's maybe still a couple of weeks away. Um, that's kind of that's kind of it. Destiny. Yeah. I might play some after this and then edit this and then dismantle my entire PC setup. <laughs> what a time. I got some dootiny I got to catch up on. I got to get all my pinks. Yeah, same. I still have to do all of Excalibur stuff. I think I'm closer to level now to be able to solo it, so should be good. Um, Because I did some legendary defiant mm. battlegrounds and... A couple of um, dungeons. That's the word. Nice. Um, yeah. And then actually I'm actually working on the last couple of triumphs for the Trojan Zeal. Hell just by yeah. Accident. It's just like accidentally I've been like, wait, I'm like, what is it? Like six out of nine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if you want to play um, to some Gambit, it. we can play some Gambit. I'll have to look at which ones I actually have to get, but I was like looking at my title progression the other day and I was like, I'm actually a lot closer to Dredgen than I thought. And then I was a lot I was a lot closer to Gilding Iron Lord than I thought too. Yeah, that, that one that one snuck up on me a bit as well. I just I didn't play that much uh Iron Banner this oh, last week, and I still got like a decent amount of the way there. Cause I was just well, playing the I objective. Got... <laughs> I got the Iron Lord seal. What was it like the night before Lightfall dropped? Yeah. So I'll have a look at what titles I'm close to and then maybe spend the next few weeks actually bothering to get more titles. Be good, be good to have at least one. Yeah. I've got three now. Oh, yeah. But they're all got, like event ones, aren't they? No, I've got Descendant. Oh, I got you Iron got Lord. Descendant. That's right. I got Descendant, Iron Lord. Ghost Rider. Maybe one other. Mm. I'm not quite sure. Or I'm very close to another one. Yeah. Oh, the pirate one. Scallywag. Scallywag. Yeah. That's right. What a good title. Yeah. Uh, cool. In that case, let's get out of here and play some Destiny. Um, I'm going to have something to eat and play Dootany. Yeah, which, uh, which is my recommendation for you at home is to play some Destiny. Um, but also to like, comment, subscribe, etc. Do all the things. Um, tell a friend. Tell a friend about us. Tell friend. Tell friend. They can become Advise friend. They can become our friend, as you are. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, we will see you next time. Peace. Next time on Erico Blueberry. Where I'm in, I'm in Saturday morning cartoon mode now.
Next time on Destiny Orb Z. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>